This is Lance Turner, pastor at Grow Church. We'd like to thank you for joining our podcast. We pray the message today stirs your faith and it causes you to grow. Enjoy the message. Isn't it, isn't it great to see our ladies lead worship today? Amen. What an anointed bunch of worship leaders. You know, I, I tell you, it's a blessing to watch them week in and week out. Um, at Grow Church, we're, we're committed to, to be doing things with excellence, right? So they, they prepare. They practice their, their music. They, they practice their songs, and they're, they're ready musically, and that, that comes across. Amen? But that's not all there is. If that's all there was, we'd just be entertained and go home. But no, you know what? The, the preparation, the most important preparation for them is on their faces before God, crying out to Him. Amen. And you can tell. You can tell that's what they do. As a matter of fact, you can come. If you'll come about 10 to 9 on a Sunday morning, you'll see that they're in here after they've rehearsed, and they are they've, they've just scattered across this room, on their face, some of them on their faces, some of them on their knees, and they're, they're interceding for this service. That's the difference maker. His presence makes a difference. Can I get an amen? Do you believe that today? Well, I'm so glad you're here. and We're starting a new series today. The month of August is going to be exciting. For those of you that were here before COVID-19 struck, you know that we were right in the middle of an initiative called I Will. And that's why we're all wearing shirts today. And you'll, you'll get more and more, if you're, if you're newer, you'll get more clarity about what this, this is all about. But this whole month of August... We were, we've been praying all summer and said, you know what? We put it on hold for a little bit, but we believe that God's timing is perfect, like I just said a few minutes ago. And I believe God is saying to us, it's time for us to move forward with the vision and the mission He's given us to accomplish. Can I get an amen this morning? And so what I want to do is today's really going to be all about that, recasting that vision of, of I will and how it connects to the life and the vision of Grow Church in particular. And so here's what I want to do. Before I actually preach, i got a couple things I want to remind you about. Next Sunday is baby dedication. And so if you have a, a, a child that you'd like to dedicate, next week is, is the time to do that. You can contact Lindsay Johnson, and she can get you hooked up that. And then uh, on August 15th, we have always, this whole summer, during COVID-19, we've had the privilege of partnering with Never Alone to feed families all across Cherokee County. How many of you have been a part of that? Man, I'm telling you, it is so awesome for us to partner with a, an organization like Never Alone. And so we have that privilege and that honor coming up on August 15th right here on Grow Church Campus. We're going to do another food giveaway. This will be our third one we've done over the summer. And we're, we're able to bless families that are in need. And so if you'd like to be a part of that, you can sign up for that on the Church Center app. And then on the 16th is Growth Track. This is our membership class. This is where we talk about the vision and mission of Grow Church. But most importantly, it's where we help you to kind of connect to your God-given purpose. How many of you believe God created you on purpose for purpose? So Growth Track helps you discover that. So that's coming up on the 16th. And then on the 19th, is associated with the I Will. You'll, we'll learn more about that later. Is our advanced commitment service. That's a Wednesday for all who want to be a part of that. So here's what I'd like to do. I want to share a scripture with you. And you maybe you have read this scripture before. It's in Proverbs 29, verse 18. It's in the, I'm going to read from the King James. But I want to kind of set the tone for this, this message and the month 
today by reading this. And I want you to read this with me. It says, where there is no vision, the people perish, but he that keepeth the law, happy is he. And so I believe that God has a purpose for not only your personal life, but he has a purpose for us as a church. Can I get an amen? And, and I believe that God is making that more and more clear to us as we walk through this journey that we're on. And so when I saw that scripture, I, I see that, okay, so the Bible is clear about having a clear vision. As a matter of fact, there's one other place where it says, make the vision plain by writing it down. Have you ever read that? And so God is a God of vision. He's a God of purpose. And he calls us personally to have a, a personal vision, but he also calls us corporately as a church to have a vision. And so that's what today's about. And so before we jump in the meat of this, I want to share with you a couple of things, a couple of updates of what God's been doing around Grow Church. You ready to hear that? A lot of this has to do with what we talked about with Never Alone. And so what, here's what happened. I'll just give you insight real quick. And so when, when everything started falling apart, when COVID kind of first came on the scene, we gathered our leaders around. We said, hey, here's what, we, here's what we're not going to do in the middle of COVID. We're not going to circle the wagons, and we're not gonna, just going to sit on our hands and do nothing. No, here's what we're going to do. In the middle of a crisis where people are disillusioned, they're hurting, we know they are, they're going to have financial struggles. What we're going to do as a church, we're going to have open hands of generosity. And that's what exactly what happened. And so we, we got excited about that. And then this guy, Lamar, comes along, Lamar Green. Uh, Green. He, he's the one that runs Never Alone. And so he and I connected at another church giving away food. And I said, look, we want to be a part of what God's doing through you in Cherokee County. And so God has given us the opportunity over the last few months to partner with him, and he's given us the opportunity to give away over $7,000 to the the needy in Cherokee County. Can y'all give God a hand for that? Now, 3,000 of that is directly to Never Alone. So God laid it on my heart one of the first few times I met with Lamar. I said, Lamar, we want to sow under this ministry. We believe in it. We believe in what God's doing. And so we gave him $1,000. And then a few months later, he started talking to us about a need that he had for a refrigerated truck because they handle perishable food, milk, frozen stuff. And so he's got to get that from one place to another, especially when he's doing these giveaways. And so he said, here's, here's what we need. And so, you know what? I went to the boy. I said, look, guys, let's, let's, let's bless him and help him get that truck. And so we gave $2,000 and he's able, he's, he's already bought that truck. Isn't that great? Grow Church played a part in that. Come on. And so it's exciting to be a part of stuff like that. On top of that, the, the only, the, we've done two of the giveaways right here on campus. We've given almost 500 boxes of food, and that means that represents 500 families that we've been able to bless during COVID-19. Can y'all put y'all's hands together for that? This is the heart. This is the heart and the vision of Grow Church because we have the heart of Christ. And then a few weeks ago, we did Serve Day, and we were able to connect with um, an, a, an organization to, to make dresses for children in Africa. And so we had like 15 ladies came, brought their sewing machines, and they made those dresses. We had people come and, and work on the, the outside of the church. We had a couple of men go to some of our, our um, single, I mean our uh, shut-ins, our, our mothers, our single ladies there, and help them to fix gutters and clean out gutters. And we were doing all kind of stuff that day, and we had over 50 volunteers come and do serve day. 
Folks, this is what, this is what Grow Church is all about. I want to, I'm just painting a picture for you for what God has in store. See, this is just a small picture of what I believe God wants to do through Grow Church. I believe that, that God, Stacy wants to do exceedingly. How many of you believe that? Abundantly, above all we could ever ask or imagine. So what's, what's our response to that? What's a, what, we believe in what God wants to do, so what do we say? You know what we say? I will. God says, I want you to be a generous church that meets the needs of, the, of people in the community across the globe. What do you say? Say it. I will. That's, that's the heart and vision and mission behind the I Will initiative. And so today we're going to relaunch this. And the goal for this is for us to position ourselves, or actually God to position. Let me rephrase that. God to position us to a place to reach a really a grand vision and have an impact across the community and the world. I believe that Christ's vision for his church is to, to partner together all of us who call Grow Church home to partner, to make a personal commitment and say, I will. You see, Christ has impacted my life. Has he impacted yours? In such a way that I, that I'm, I feel like I've been blessed beyond what I deserve. Anybody feel that way? And so when I feel like I've been blessed beyond what I deserve, then I'm more apt to position myself, not with closed hands, Saying, this is mine. No, with open hands, I say, you know what? Let me just go ahead and be a part of what you're doing across the world. That's the heart and vision of Christ for, for Grow Church, for you personally. And so what I want to do is I, wanna, I want you to, to get to a place where I want, you want people to experience what you've experienced, the life of Christ in you that you can share with somebody else. And that's really what I will is about. And so I had this video that Lori and I did a few months ago, actually pre-COVID, that we wanted to share with you to kind of lay out for you the, the actual, the details of I will. And I'm going to come back and talk about a little bit more in context of what's happened since COVID. But I want, I, I think this will present clearly those of you who have, have not really known what I will is all about. So just take, pay attention to the screen. I'm excited about the potential that our church has in the community and how many people we can bring in to help with the initiative. I'm excited about the I Will initiative because it's going to open doors for a lot of people and a lot of ministries to reach out to people that we might not be able to get to right now, but people's hearts are already reaching for. This initiative is us as a body moving forward. I'm excited about the I Will initiative. Hey, I'm excited about the I Will initiative. I'm so excited for I Will. We're excited about I Will. Hey, everybody. We're so glad that you're here with us today. We want to take you on a journey from where we started to where we are today. The vision for our church started over 88 years ago as a few people gathered in a living room to pray and ask God how they would impact their community. The original church property was on Scott Mill Road in Canton, Georgia. The congregation worshiped there from 1935 to 2004. It was then that God gave us the opportunity to move into our current facility at 2510 East Cherokee Drive in Woodstock. God has abundantly blessed our church. We are so thankful for where he has brought us. We are looking forward to the future with much excitement to see where he is taking us and that you are here with us on this journey. I'm really excited about introducing to you the I Will Initiative. Let me tell you what this looks like. Over the next two years, we will have the opportunity to take part in this generosity initiative 
to help expand, grow church, and all that God has for our ministry. You know, Lance, in the Word of God in Joshua 1.16, it says, Then they answered Joshua, Whatever you have commanded us, we will do, and wherever you send us, we will go. This is our prayer for you and our church, that we will walk boldly into this two-year generosity initiative as we step into the next chapter of the vision that God has given us, a vision that will enable us to lead people to salvation in Jesus Christ and to fulfill their God-given purpose. We want to share with you the three elements of the I Will Initiative. The first one is this, our current impact. Now, all of you know what we do. We love God and we love people. We teach others to grow in God's character. We serve others and we reach our community by sharing God's message. Our church is doing this week in and week out. We see people coming to Christ and making Him the Lord of their life. We see people joining small groups and forming relationships. We see people taking next steps on their journey to be more like Christ and figuring out how God wired them and how they can make a kingdom impact with their life. We must continue to resource and fuel all the current ministries that have such a spiritual impact on so many. In order for us to do this, we will need $1,100,000, which is what it currently takes for the operating budget for Grow Church for a two-year period. Through the I Will Initiative, we are not only going to be intentional about continuing the ministry that God has been doing here at Grow Church, but we are also going to be focused on our future, which brings us to our second element, release. Through the I Will Initiative, we will reduce our indebtedness by 400000 and thereby releasing funds currently servicing debt back into better resourcing and expanding the ministry of our church. Because of most of our staff members are part-time, they're limited in so many ways to be able to serve our congregation and our community. By reducing our debt, we would release resources for our staff and ministries of Grow Church to fulfill our mission at an even greater level. Now, reaching the next generation is very near and dear to our hearts. Did you know that 86% of Christians come to faith between the ages of 4 and 14? We have got to seize that moment. We are already doing this from our high schoolers to our babies. We are making a kingdom impact in discipling the next generation, and we want to continue to do effective ministry with the 414 window. Through this initiative, we will invest in upgrades to better attract the next generation so we can continue to grow them in Christ so that they can fulfill their God-given purpose. We would like to upgrade the facilities for our kids and teens to have their very own special places to be able to worship, connect with God and others in a safe and comfortable environment. We would also like to upgrade our outdoor playground area for our nursery-age children. We believe that the gospel is the most powerful message in the world, and we want to reach beyond the four walls of this church. Therefore, we would also like to upgrade our media equipment. We know that we live in a technological age, and we want to be able to live stream our services effectively and have an online presence. We want to be able to share the gospel with clarity and with excellence. Now, we are so thankful for the beautiful building God has blessed us with, but it is in need of some renovations. We would like to paint and put new carpet in our sanctuary and also our classrooms. 
We have the opportunity to create an excellent and pleasing environment for people of all ages here at Grow Church. Our goal for Attract is $300,000. We are trusting him to move through his people to invest $1.8 million over these next two years to accomplish this expanded I Will vision. We can do this because the $1.8 million is our secondary goal. Our primary goal is 100% participation. No amount is too big or too small. We can do this while working together as the body of Christ to make His vision for us a reality. Now, Lori and I would not ask you to do something we would not do ourselves. We are totally invested to this I Will initiative. My family and I are praying and asking God to clarify what He wants us to do and what sacrifices He wants us to make in order to make our I Will a commitment. I'm simply asking you to ask God what He wants your I Will commitment to be and then respond. Come and join me and my family in this I Will initiative. We are excited about I Will. Isn't that exciting, folks? to hear about what God wants to do at Grow Church. Yes, so I will is about three things. And so here's what I'd like to do. Of course, like I said, that video was, was done pre-COVID. And so can we bring this back around to what we've experienced over the last four or five months? And so just calling your attention to those two months that we weren't, weren't even able to meet in the building. You guys remember that? That was fun, wasn't it? Let me say this. It wasn't fun, but God still enabled us and used this church to make an impact even though we were online. Think about it for a second. We still were able to worship God with hands raised. You're, here's, here's the reality. Your living room became your sanctuary. Amen. So you still got to worship God. You still got to hear the word. Now, as awkward as it was to me preach to just a camera for those months, which it really was, and I'm sure some of y'all could tell because I kind of feed off the energy in the room. And so if there's nobody in the room, it's hard to do that. And so you still got the word, amen? You were still impacted by the worship and the word. You were still impacted by kids' ministry. How many of you have kids that you watched online while, while you were going through all that? Maybe you've been doing that up till, till this week. Our ministry has made an impact on you. Our kids, our students connected on Zoom, our young adults connected on Zoom, our grow groups stayed connected on Zoom. How many of you did a grow group during that time when, on, on mine? It was fun. I did my freedom class, my freedom group during that, during that time, and I, it was neat. I, of course, I was learning how to navigate Zoom. How many of you learned how to navigate Zoom during all this? Fun, wasn't it? I'm still not sure if I understand all of that, but, but I did grow in it, thank the Lord. But it wasn't, you see, you understand what I'm saying? That, that even though the circumstances changed just a little bit, Stacy, we were still able to have an impact. And so I will is all about that, that, that we can still make an impact no matter what, because God is still God, amen? So we're continuing to do that. And so funding our, all, these, all of these awesome ministries that are making an impact is, all, is what that first part of impact is all about. Resourcing our budget for two years. The second part of that was, you notice it was a release. And those of you that are maybe newer to our church, we, we do have a significant amount of debt here at Grow Church. Thankful for the building. Are you glad for the building? I'm glad for this place. 
so thankful for what God's done, and I'm thankful for the vision that, that people had before me to, to make this, this building a reality. But the truth is, we have debt. And the debt is really, is, it's kind of hindering us from really doing, having that, that, real, that major impact that we want to have because here's the reality. We have passionate people on our leadership team. Would you agree? They don't get more passionate than some of the people leading our, our ministries here. And they feel like that they would love to have more time to invest, more energy to invest in their ministry. If we can reduce the debt, then we can free them up and we can pull, bring them on, on full time and they can have more of an impact. And so that's the reason for release. And then that last one, attract. Can you imagine with me the opportunity if we could be more generous? And be able to really impact the next generation. And, and that's what we're about, is helping people discover this full life in Christ. And so we, we're wanting to create environments where people come on campus and they experience the presence of God. The kids experience the presence of God and they're changed. Can I show you a couple of, of photos? This is, these are from two kids in two separate times where... We have been making an impact on the next generation. This first one was given to us right before Christmas. Y'all see that? Can y'all read that? What does it say? Merry Christmas. What is, it says church is the best in the world. That's the reason Grow Church exists. It's to help more kids make that statement. Church is the best in the world. In other words, we've been making an impact on the next generation. Amen. And if we can expand that out and, and create those environments where more kids are able to say that. Here's another one I got just a few weeks ago. Look what it says. Thank you. Folks, when we do, when we're following the heart of God and the vision of God, these kids take notice that we're, we're pouring in and investing in their lives. And so we're making an impact. And so we want to attract families of the next generation and create environments where we can have that. And then that, that other thing is, is we were all online for two months, right? And we, we know now more than ever what it's like to have a, a quality. Siri's talking to me, sorry. We know what it's like now to say, okay, wow, that's, that, that video could be a little better or that sound could be a little better. It made an impact on us. We have an opportunity now to upgrade our equipment so that, that our reach, our influence continues to expand. Because during COVID, during when we were all sheltered in place, I think we reached at least three or four more times the people that would even in this building. Isn't that amazing? So God has given us opportunities to impact, to release, and attract. And so that's what I Will is all about. But it's really more about that. It's really about the vision that God called us to. Because if you just see that video and you don't understand it in the context of why Grow Church exists, it may not make a whole lot of sense to you. And so what I want to do today is to help us hone in and focus in on the clarity of this. And so I want to reread that first verse that we read at the beginning. I'm going to read it in, a, in the message translation. I want you to watch this. Let's read this together. What does it say? If people can't see what God is doing, they stumble all over themselves. But when they attend to what he reveals, they are most blessed. Isn't that amazing? And so that got me thinking about what's happened to people in the middle of COVID. You know, you, you have financial difficulties, you have health difficulties, and many people, because of the distractions of what's going on around them, what do they do? 
They get their eyes off on what's most important. And then, have you ever tried to walk and, and walk in this way and then you started looking out and you, anybody ever done that? The rest of you, you're not telling me the truth. What was, what was the difference? The difference was I lost sight of where I was headed. And just like that scripture, when I lose sight of where I'm headed or what God's doing, I begin to stumble. And so what I'm convinced of is there are a lot of people, some people even in this room today, you've stumbled because you've got your eyes off what's important. And God's saying to me, he's actually brought me here today to tell you, let's get, let's recalibrate. Let's refocus, Stacy, on what's really important. And what is that? Well, Jesus was real clear. How many of you know Jesus was a really good communicator? He was real clear on what he had in mind. And so when I go to John 10, 10, I see some clarity. Watch what it says here. It says, the thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. By the way, if you're distracted, it's probably because you've let the enemy start whispering in your ear and cause you to be distracted. Why? Because his intent for you is to steal and to kill and destroy you. But I love what Jesus said with all clarity. He says, that's his aim. My aim is this, that I, I came that you might have life and have it to the full. That's the clear vision that Christ has for you personally and he has for Grow Church. To walk fully alive in Christ. And so I believe that this full life he's talking about it's not an ordinary existence. It's not an existence at all. It's actually life. And so what he says is, I want to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all that you could ask or even imagine. That's the kind of life God has for you. So that's the clear vision of why we're doing our will. is because that's what God wants for his people. And so I ask you a question. Do you really believe God wants you to have a full life? How many would say yes to that and amen to that? So the que second question is, how full is your life right now? Some of you might be saying, Pastor, since COVID-19, the enemy has been tearing me up. He has been slapping me around. And I'm not, I don't, I don't, feel like I'm experiencing full life in Christ. You know what? One moment in the presence of God, one encounter with God can change every bit of that. Amen? And that's what our will's about. It's about rediscovering, refocusing in on the things that are really, really important. And those of you that are watching us online, you know the value of this, that, that right in your living room, God's saying to you, he's asking you the same question, how full is your life right now? And so when I say I will, I'm saying that I want a full life. I'm saying that I'm willing to do what it takes to experience a full life. How many would say that? Pastor, I'm willing to do whatever it takes to experience the full life Christ has for me. Because here's what I know about God. God doesn't have a closed fist, does he? What's his posture toward you? I was just, I was reading this morning. It's funny how God works. I was reading today in Psalm 112. If you've ever read that, you need to go read that. Because at the very beginning, it says that when you, you're blessed when you fear the Lord, 
right? And you delight in keeping his ways. Isn't that great? And here's what you get. In order, and here's what you get. The Bible says you get wealth. Now, I'm not saying everybody's going to be rich, but God does put money in your hands and resources in your hands, not so you can hoard it, but so you can be a blessing to others. So you can fulfill his vision for your life. And so when you follow his ways, when you fear the Lord and you walk in his ways, there's a blessing that comes. It's biblical. And so I believe that's what God's heart is for you today. But here's the reality too. It's not, and it's not just for one part of who you are. How many of you know that you're, you're, more, you're more than just one facet? You have three facets to you. Y'all know what they are? Your spirit. You're a spirit person. Whether you believe it or not, you're a spirit person, right? God created you. You have a spirit, which is that's the part that connects with God. And then you have a soul, which means you have a mind, you have will, and you have emotions. And then you have your physical body. Here's what I believe. Full life in Christ just isn't about your spiritual walk. It's all about the complete you because God wants you whole. Can I get an amen? He wants you whole spirit. He wants you whole in mind. He wants you whole in emotions. And he wants you whole in body. And he paid a high price to make that a reality. Amen? We celebrated it just a few minutes ago. His death on the cross purchased that wholeness for you. The problem is we don't understand that we can walk in that. Why? Because we're so busy listening to the lies of the enemy. We're so busy stumbling around that we can't focus in on what God really has for us. Good preaching, Pastor. And so I will is an opportunity for you and I to recalibrate, to refocus on what's really important, the priorities in our life. It is about impact. It is about release and attract. And it's all about you saying yes to this full life in Christ. Can we say that together? I will walk fully alive in Christ. Can you say that with me? I will walk. Fully alive. So the question is, what changes are you willing to make to make that a reality? What sacrifices are you willing to make? And you maybe even ask God, God, what sacrifices do you want me to make for this to become a reality in my life? And because you say yes to this full life, I believe you're able to move toward that. Because you say yes to I will, you're able to move toward that. And I understand some people say, well, pastor, you know, I, I give my time, I give my, my talent. Well, that's great. But that's, not, that's only two parts of it, right? What's the other part? Your treasure. Because here's what I know about God. Your ability, listen to, listen to your pastor, your ability to make money is from God. Every talent that you have, whatever your job is, whether it's teaching or carpentry or electricity or whatever it is or teaching, whatever, God gave you that gift to do that and earn an income for your family. So what's your response? God, I believe you own it all. It's, yours, it's all yours anyway. Diana talked about it. He created everything. The Bible says everything, say everything, belongs to him. And so here's, here, here's the beauty of this, folks. Could God, without you and me, accomplish all the financial needs of the world? Could he? Yes or no? He does. He, yes, he could. But you know what he does? He chooses to use you and me 
to resource what he's doing on the planet. Why does he do that? Because he wants to know where your heart is. He wants to know that you trust him enough with your resources, your finances, that you say to God, listen, I'll, I'll be generous. I'll walk through life with an open hand because I know that you're the provider anyway. That if I do give something away, guess what? It's like a river. How many of you want to be a river instead of a pond? I'd rather be a river any day. Why? Because it's flowing. The resources are flowing. I'm, it's, it's not just coming in. It's going out. That's the idea. That's the heart behind the I will initiative. It's about giving. It is. You saw the goal. And I know for some of you, when you saw 1.8 million, you're like, what? But you realize that's nothing to God? That's pocket change for God. And the beauty of this is we're not asking one individual. I'm not asking you, Stacy, to give $1.8 million. What are we asking? Well, if you want to, yeah, go ahead. God leads you, sure. No, what's he saying? What's he saying? I believe in what God's doing. I want to experience full life in Christ for myself, and here's what I'll do. I'll lock arms. I'll lock arms with you, Micah. I'll lock arms with you, Stacy. I'll lock arms with you, Hobby. Why? Because I know God's got to something big. And when he's got big visions, he gives grand, grand resources. Amen? And if we're all in this together, it's not so weighty on some of us, right? So, this, this card I'm holding up right here, this is a commitment card. On Sunday, August 30th, which is a few weeks from now, we're going to have a commitment Sunday. And the idea is every person who says, I love, I love Grow Church, I love what God's doing, we start by saying this is the commitment I'm making to Grow Church, to God, actually. On that day, we'll, we'll collect these cards and we'll celebrate the provision. Amen? So that's coming up. So let's talk a little bit before we go about this, ex this experience that God wants for you, mind, body, and soul, and spirit, and everything else, right? I think I covered it all, didn't I? So if it's not just one aspect, then that shouldn't be our goal either. Just ministering just to your spirit man, right? We want to minister to your body. That's why we have a fitness class. Some of you may be asking, why does a church have a fitness class? Why? Because your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit, and God wants you whole in your physical body. And it takes us investing in that. We can't just lay on the, on the couch watching Netflix eating bonbons all day long. God wants you whole. But you notice we say, we, when we make this statement, it's always fully alive in Christ. If you take away the in Christ, you don't have fully alive. You cannot separate the two. You can't say I'm walking just fully alive. No, apart from Christ, you're not alive at all. As a matter of fact, the scripture describes you as dead in your trespasses and your sins. And so this whole journey of being full, having full life in Christ starts at the cross. And here's the heart of God. You know this scripture? You can probably quote this scripture backward and forward. Let's read it together. John 3, 16. What does it say? For God so, say it loud. 
He loved the world that he, say it loud, he gave his one and only son that whosoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. And so full life in Christ starts right there. The moment you kneel at the cross and you say, I believe in your finished work on the cross, I'm yours, you pass from death to life at that point. But life is just beginning at that point. Now, if that's all you had, great. But you know what God wants? What did I say earlier? God wants so much more for you than just get, making a, getting a ticket to heaven. What does he want you to experience in that gap between the time you get saved and the time you go to be with him? What does he want you to experience then? Full life. Full life in Christ. So, folks, that's what God wants. So, I ask you another question. In what ways have you experienced full life since you've accepted Christ? Think about it for a second. Because I'm sure that moments begin to pop in your head. Well, God provided for me there. That was, and I, was, I was facing some pretty hard times right there. That was a rough season for me and God stepped in. Or I got that report from the doctor and God healed me. Are y'all following me today? Or, you know, my marriage, it seemed like it was on the rocks and it was headed for divorce. And somehow God said, you know what, let me rescue that marriage. And now we're, we're closer than ever. That's what I'm talking about, folks. And so for you and I to experience full life in Christ, it's the whole thing. And here's how we help you on the journey here, specifically at Grow Church. These four words that you see is actually a description of a journey. Does that make sense? So your journey... Starts at the cross because you come into a love relationship with Jesus. What did Jesus say in Matthew 22? He said, love the Lord with some of you, part of you. What did he say? With all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. In other words, you're all in on the relationship. You're not giving him half, you're not doing it halfway. And so the journey for, for us is to help you to really get the most out of your relationship with Jesus Christ, to put resources in your hands, to encourage you to really love God. How many of you can say that, I really love him? Because it's, it's so easy for you and I to sit down and come to church week after week and read our Bibles and all that, and we got it up here, but we don't have it here. Folks, there's a big difference. As a matter of fact, Jesus said to some people, depart from me, I never knew you. You know what that means? You didn't have a relationship with me. You went through the motions. You had all the answers, but you didn't have a relationship with me. God's calling you to relationship with him. He's calling you to love him with all your heart. As a matter of fact, that, that relationship is... The, is some people think, how many of you think in terms, when you're talking about priorities, you think sequentially, like, here's one, here's two, here's three. How many of you think that way? When you make a list of things that are important, what do you do? Family, God, I mean, God, family, blah, 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 right? Work, church. Some of you think that way. I think in terms of orbit, right? Does that make sense? So I'm like, Christ is at the center, like the sun, right? The sun, not the S-U-N, but the 
S-O-N. He's at the center, and everything revolves around him. You understand, folks? It's okay however you want to prioritize it. If you want to do sequentially, that's great. God's, God's number one. If, he, if you think in terms of this orbit, God's at the center. And here's the, here's the problem. If anything else gets, replaces the center or is number one, you're in trouble. Because it, at that point, it becomes idol worship. If you put your family ahead of God, that's idol worship. If you put your job ahead of God, that's idol worship. If you put money ahead of God, Guess what? So what's God saying? The, the, the most important relationship that you're working on, that you're investing in, is this one. But it's not the only priority, is it? You still got to live with each other, right? Every single day, you wake up, you got to go to work. And you got to deal with that. I'm not going to say it. You got to deal with that. Challenging person at work. How many had that? You still got to come home and deal with your family. You got to deal with your spouse. Or you got to deal with your, your kids. How many have that? You still got to sit down with the computer open or the checkbook open. You still got to work out the finances, right? You still got to think rightly. Make sure you're focused on the right things. All of these are a part of this idea of working through the next steps of a relationship with God. We love each other, but sometimes we don't like each other. Amen? So my question is, do I express my love to God through worship, both private and corporate? Some of you got the private one down, but maybe not the corporate one. Here's another one. Do I cultivate a close relationship with him by praying and reading my Bible? Do I cultivate relationships with others through connecting to a grow group? Remember, both of these situations, these, these relationships are real important because he said, love the Lord your God with all your heart. But he also said, the second part of that great commandment was, y'all know what it says? Put it up on the screen for me. Love your neighbor as yourself. So you see how vital this is. So the next step on that journey is what? Teach. This deals with your spiritual growth, right? This deals with not just spiritual growth, but the growth of the whole you. And so when I look at that here at Grow Church, we're intentional about helping you take those steps to grow. Now, I believe that you, the growth that can happen in you can lead to freedom. Now, some of you, let me just ask a question. How many of you, and you don't have to raise your hand if you don't want to, how many of you are, have dealt with or are dealing with some kind of hurt or a habit or a hang-up in your life? Christ's goal for you is freedom. We have an intentional way of helping you discover that freedom. We have a group called Freedom. That's the name of the group. I lead that grow group. If you have not done the Freedom group, we're signing up. You can go ahead and sign up now. We're going to start in September. But you don't want, you want to be a part of that. I promise you. I've done it four times now, and I'm still getting free. Y'all are like, praise God, Pastor. 
But you understand the, the, the value in growing. How many of you understand the value in growing? Yeah, you can shake your head. Yeah, yeah. And grow groups are the context that that happens. I love worshiping God here in the corporate experience, but you can't get connected to people here in this room. You can worship with them alongside them and experience the presence of God together, but the intimacy where the masks come off, the vulnerability happens where you can share you, and, you, where, and you, people can pray with you and hold you accountable, that can't happen in this setting. I promise you it can't. Now, there are, there are divine moments, don't get me wrong. God, in one moment in God's presence can change you. But that growth, that, that journey can't happen apart from getting connected to other people. James 5 says it this way. Share your faults one to another, right? What's the outcome? That you may be healed. That's, that's the context I'm talking about where the masks start to come off. Trust is built. And you can share. I'm struggling here. I need you to pray with me. Or they, they come and say, look, look listen, Stacy, you got to get your act together. I've been noticing your, your attitude, lady. I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not picking on Stacy. He's right here, so he's an easy target. Stacy, your attitude stinks. I'm not, not really, but those of you that know Stacy know it, not really. But you understand what I'm saying? I can't, I can't come up and do that with you if I haven't developed a relationship with you. Why? Because you probably punch me in the mouth. But if I've developed that intimacy and that closeness with him and I can speak into his life, then I can help him avoid some disasters. That's the value of grow groups, folks. That's an intentional step for you here at Grow Church. Those, that, that semester's coming up. We're going to start doing it at the end of August. We're going to start gathering people and start having those interest meetings and all that kind of stuff. Let me challenge every person in the room. If you are not already, haven't already been connected to a grow group, now's the time to go ahead and start signing up for those. So how engaged are you in a grow group? That's a good question. Do you realize that growth is really important in your life? Because experiencing full life in Christ is really what God wants us to do. Amen? The next one is serve. I'm almost done. Serving. We serve others. How many of you realize that God has given you? We've already asked this question. I'm going to ask it again. How many of you realize God has given you a purpose? That he's created you on purpose for purpose. And that involves some kind of gifting. Right? I was talking to somebody uh, yesterday, and I think it was Rich. Did you get your, your thing done? You hadn't started on it yet, have you? You started on it? So he's, we're talking about his patio, and he's built, he's, laid, he's built a form out there, and he's got his concrete he's going to lay, and I'm like, you don't want me doing anything like that. You don't Listen, folks, you don't want Lance Turner building you anything. You don't, because if I build it, it will fall, I promise you. But you know what? I know what God's gifted me to do. I'm walking, standing before you right now. I'm walking in my God-given purpose. And I get, I'm here to tell you today, God's not a respecter of person. If he'll do it for me, he'll do it for you. So there's a discovery that has to happen. Maybe, you know, I heard, I heard a statistic that 9 out of 10 people who are Christians never discover their purpose. What, and let me ask you this question. How impactful would the body of Christ be if every person who names the name of Christ discovered their God-given purpose and walked in it? We probably have already won the world by now. You understand what I'm saying? 
And so for us, we're intentional. Let's get you in growth track so we can help you discover your God-given purpose. Because you have one. And God wants you to, he wants to use you, your giftings. That's why I gave them to you. Some of you are so smart with money. Right now, you could, you could probably, some of you in this room probably could write a check right now and pay this church off. I'm not asking you to do that, but, well, if God says to, yeah. But, but, but that's how good you've been with money. You understand? So God's given you a gift. Discover it. And then let's take it a step further and let's start making a difference with our gift. You guys follow this journey? Fall in love with Jesus. Fall in love with each other. Real important. Understand that God wants you to grow and get free. Amen? Understand that God's given you a purpose to accomplish while you're here. You're not just, listen, that dash between your, and your tombstone is that purpose. So he wants you serving the body. That's what growth track's about. And then lastly, as I said, reach. We can make a difference, not only in our community, but right here in this church. That's what our 1010 team. How many of you have seen those shirts? How many have one, a 1010 team shirt? How many want one? The rest of you don't want one. Okay, you got you to you uh, get on a team. That was my plug. You got to volunteer at, at Grow Church to get a 10-10 team shirt. So they become pretty valuable, right? You understand the journey, right? The journey, love. Love God with all your heart, your soul, your mind, your, your strength. Let's teach others to grow in God's character. Let's connect to a group and, and really start discovering what God's doing on the inside out. He wants you to experience full life in Christ. Discover your, your purpose, your talents, and your giftings, and then begin to use those to make a difference in the world. Folks, I will is not about money. You understand that, right? It involves money, but it's not about money. Does that make sense? And so when we begin to live fully alive in Christ, we begin to live out these things, then you know what we do? Just like Jesus, we say with open hand, okay, yeah, man, God is doing so many awesome things. There's so many more people that God wants to reach, so many disillusioned, hurting, struggling people, especially right now in the middle of COVID. If we need to ramp up the vision of the mission of Grow Church, it's now because there are so many out there who don't have hope. So our will is all about hope. All, all, our will is about, all about having life in Christ, full life in Christ. And it, it does involve us giving. It says, okay, open hands, let me give. Here's what God's doing. Does that make sense to anybody today? So as we're fulfilling our God-given vision and mission as Grow Church, God wants to, wants to do something abundantly above all we could ask. So here's, the, um, as I'm closing, why I will. Because we want the members of Grow Church to experience full life in Christ. Because we want the members of our community to experience full life in Christ. Y'all follow me? Because we want the people across our nation to experience full life in Christ. Because we want the people across the globe to experience full life in Christ. And so my, 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 my pitch to you is, my, my decree to you is today, as long as there's one person on this planet who's not walking fully alive in Christ, we have a vision and mission to accomplish. And I guarantee you can think of more than one.
I got a neighborhood full. So the question is, are you personally experiencing full life in Christ? If not, why? And what can you do about it? Because when you start experiencing it, your influence increases and people begin to get curious. Hey, Stacy, how in the world, Stacy, is all this stuff going on around you? And you're, you have a smile on your face. You're walking in joy. I'm glad you asked me. I'm experiencing full life in Christ. And it's only possible because of what he did at the cross. Are you following me this morning, folks? This is what this is all about. So as we close this, as we lock arms together as a church body, and we say yes to I will, I will experience full life in Christ. I will be a part of what he's doing. Would you stand? I hope this has challenged you today. I realize, I do realize, I'm not, I'm not, I was, I was born at night, but not last night. I do realize that for some of us, this is a step of faith. And some of you, it's a huge step of faith. It's a sacrifice. But remember what Jesus did. For God so loved the world that he he gave his one and only son. He sacrificed. He gave everything. He didn't give some. He gave everything. So with every head bowed, every eye closed. Is there anybody in this room who, you've heard me talk today, and your heart's just burning within you today that you want to experience a full life in Christ, a relationship with Christ. You've heard me talk about the gospel, that it starts at the cross. If that's you this morning and you've never experienced salvation, where you've come into a relationship with the God who created you. Today's the day. It can happen before you leave. If that's you, if you just lift your hand, Pastor, I need Jesus. Everybody in the room is a, is a, is a, is a, a follower of Jesus. Is that right? Okay. So maybe you have said yes to Christ. But as we've been talking, there's some areas in your life that you have not experienced full life in Christ. Maybe your marriage is on the rocks. Maybe you're about to go under financially. Maybe your health is failing. I'm here to tell you today, one moment in the presence of God can change everything. So if that's you this morning, if there's something in your life that you say, Lord, I'm not walking fully alive in, in Christ right now in that area. Just with, with your hands uplifted in an act of surrender, I just want you to lift them up. And begin to tell him, Lord, here's the areas that I need to experience that full life. Thank you for tuning in to our online broadcast here at Grow Church. We hope that you've heard something today that will strengthen and encourage you throughout the week. Make sure you tune in next week for our next broadcast. God bless. Thank you for tuning in to our online broadcast here at Grow Church. We hope that you've heard something today that will strengthen and encourage you throughout the week. Make sure you tune in next week for our next broadcast. God bless.